Alrighty, welcome back to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Taylor Reeves, alongside my other co-host, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. The Commissioner, and welcome to episode 62, the Thursday episode. Playoff Those of you who clinched, Eve. you can finally relax, okay? I'll Unclench clinch. yourself. Nope, nope, I'm staying clinched. I've been clinched for like eight weeks now. Are you pulling a Gardner Minshew? Like, you just you don't believe in number two? Nope, nope. I'm I'm not changing anything. I'm yeah. I'm I'm keeping same schedule. I wanted to send out a text okay. this morning at like 4:45, being like, "I'm checking game tape." See, Bruce, are you probably not? I mean, you're probably <laughs> asleep because you're in college. I mean, I guess technically no one's officially in yet until the sleeper app solidifies all their stat corrections by tomorrow, <laughs> or sorry, by like Wednesday morning at 1 a.m. So. That's whenever you will technically see your first round matchups. I mean, if you're me in two leagues, you don't care because I have a bye. Congratulations. I'm going to be grinding game tape. I still have like six waiver selections in both of them. So, I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday, by the way. So that's why I said that. A lot can happen. Not only that, but the fact that there's a lot of stake um, in all the leagues. We have trophies, new traditions, and of course, just old cold hard old, cash baby old hard cash yep cold hard cash and for the uh defending champion i have even that much more incentive man you need to back the camera up because i think the your head just filled up the whole screen with how like confident you just got let me get a pen and poke it real quick i feel very confident i feel very <laughs> confident in my team uh, I'm, I'm just stoked because i was two and five i'm now in the playoffs at eight and six i went on a run it was great and um yeah I, it, it's fun when stuff like that happens the stranger danger league not so much i'm five and eight <laughs> in a dynasty league trying to figure that out i will never you know plan a draft around going to a movie in july um i told yeah. you i remember i told you <laughs> i was like i no, specifically said it and my draft started off with saquon and i will never forgive myself yeah it was an auto pick and i remember when it happened i laughed so like he's gonna hate that no, I, I did hate it, and and then I immediately traded it and tried to salvage some stuff. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But anyways, let's let's get into this because speaking of waiver wire pickups, it's already going to be too late for the most part for like the main drama that's going to go down this evening, far as when we're recording Tuesday into that Wednesday early morning, um, because COVID, um, yeah, it's Ugh. still around and it's it's kicking the crap out of nfl players right now it went from 37 to what is it now jacob to 70 today i mean i'm not going to be that person but i will say it's kind of interesting how the suddenly you know like it's flu season and all of a sudden the covid cases around the nation are spiking i'm not one of those people i'm just saying it's it's interesting i'm just gonna leave it at that (laughs) from from just a perspective because we are both in the health field it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting from that perspective you and i obviously have to keep a little bit closer pulse on this Mm -hmm. because of that and so sometimes when we mean interesting we mean like science facts you you know just raise an eyebrow different things that are going on depending on like listen because we're not gonna like, get palatial, the like an experiment like you're you're you know like you're in science class yeah. and you see a volcano and it's like hmm you lava, see it you're like magma mm, that's interesting that's i get that so i mean it's <laughs> it's just it's curious so stay safe out there wash your hands don't lick doorknobs and if you don't feel well don't go out just like a bad flu season anyways moving on <laughs> moving on all righty so just just a couple of tidbits here um Oh yeah, we got to talk about the Rams Cardinals here. Uh, oh, yeah. Congratulations, fourteen and zero. That's week right, baby. For Perfect you, week, Commissioner. Congrats. Oof. Blacked out for a second. That was it was hit or go, hit or go. Wow, hit or miss, hit or miss, touch and go for a hot second. I was kind of nervy for a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, the Cardinals let me down again. <laughs> Hey, I felt great. I had to start Christian Kirk and AJ Green. AJ Green had over 100 yards for like the first time in a while. He had 17 points in the Empire. And mm-hmm. uh, Christian Kirk had a couple of good catches yeah. down the stretch, had 11 points. I was like, all right, add the stats. Let's let's keep, yeah. keep climbing. Maybe I can solidify some more. Yeah. I mean, I mean who knows? I mean, I, I was like at six, moved up to fourth. Who's to say that I would have been able to move up that far? You don't know, but I mean, from this game, I mean, the most interesting thing, I think it's mainly like Kyler Murray kind of struggled ever since uh, Aaron Donald shoved the offensive tackle into his face off the first snap. Yeah. Kind of rattled him a little bit. Um, yep. James Conner, I mean, while he sucked on the ground, you lucked out because he had two touchdowns, but that's all he does. He just scores touchdowns. I think he's just behind Jonathan Taylor with total touchdowns scored this year. 
more power to him. Um, with the receivers, I think a DeAndre Hopkins I'm pissed off game is going to happen sometime soon, just because you could see it on the field with his on-field language. Like, yes, he dropped that fourth and two pass, but at the same time, like he was obviously upset about it. He is just salty. Cause even whenever they had those two goal line opportunities where Kyler targeted him, right. he looked at him both times, you know, hands to the side, like, dude, like throw it up. Like I can out jump this guy. I can beat this guy, but instead you're right. trying to put it on a line. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can I can see a squeaky wheel game coming for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, other than that, I mean, the Rams looked good. Uh, Cooper Cup is still Cooper Cup. Odell Beckham, who's unfortunately was one of the people who tested positive on the COVID uh, list today. Uh, he did good. Van Jefferson, I think he's going to step up in that stead and be a very, very usable spot. So if he's still there after your waivers have cleared, jump on it. And I will say this. I listened to too many fantasy football podcasts today. Everyone was like, yeah, Sony Michelle looked good. I'm like. Did you watch the same game I did? He had 20 carries for 79 yards, and that's it. He didn't look good. I don't, I'm not saying this as a Daryl Henderson manager. I'm saying this as he didn't look like the guy that should threaten a workload. Like, yeah, he might take a couple carries here and there. Right. But I feel like the team was missing Daryl Henderson in the passing game and the short checkdowns. And then even just how he can hit the home run, you know, run, I guess is the easiest way to say it. But mm-hmm. Anyways, just gosh darn it. I guess I took the cheese on that on a couple of different (laughs) for my sleeper (laughs) picks. Well, I mean, it's listen, it is what it is. I mean, first off, Daryl Henderson's on the COVID list, so he's supposed to come off that, but I believe he's vaccinated, so he just needs two negative tests in 24 hours. But I mean, you never know. I mean, that's the issue. I mean, with Keenan Allen, it was like, oh, yeah, great. You know, he's vaccinated. It's gonna be no, but he he tested positive. He was positive, positive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, one quick thing on the Cardinals real quick. I mean, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, I'm frustrated because you were in a playoff position this time last year. Yeah. You, you were pushing for the playoffs. Oof. And me as a GM or an owner, I'm going, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, he's a great offensive mind, but also Kyler Murray kind of helps that out also. So how much is that really masking? Uh, because this is when, coaching in my opinion and planning mm-hmm. accordingly comes into play and that's the reason Sean McVeigh has his yeah. team in position that they are I mean look I mean just the running back decimation granted it's also good when you have Les Snead who has just giant steel picks yeah he doesn't care I mean they don't have picks for the first two days I mean it's fine Les is like whatever it's it's fine we, Super Bowl or bust we traded for Matthew Stafford yeah I screwed up with Jared Goff who cares? We're nine and four. We're in position to get into a top three seed. Screw you, Aaron Rodgers. We're coming for uh-huh. him. Yeah. This, I mean, and- that's, that's what the Rams are doing right now. They just, yeah. they're out of everything. They're just like, yep. whatever. I mean, I, I just, I, I agree with you. Like the Cardinals, they're either going to have one of two things. Flashbacks of last year when they were eight, no, and finished the year. Like what was it, like nine and seven? Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. They, they finished like, like it was two bad. games out of the playoffs. It yeah, was like, it was whoa, whoa, what the heck horrible. happened here? Yeah. This year they were contending for the number one seed, home games, all that fun stuff, and now suddenly they're they lost another one. It didn't look good. Like I, I would argue to say that they should have won that game based off of health and having a better better team, better lineups. Right. But you got out coached, and you can't you can't just do you can't. I'm just Cliff. I'm sorry, dude. You got to get with the program, okay? And not only that, they're seven and zero on the road, and they're now three and four at home, which is just unacceptable. Three three. Or three oh, and three. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like, what the heck is going on? But, yeah, we'll talk more about that in the um, game previews for the week. Um, more news is dribbling out about Urban Meyer. So <laughs> this, is what was, this is what was hilarious. because So Shad Khan goes in and talks to the coaches, being like, hey, needs to be airtight, no leaks. Obviously, there was a leak <laughs> because we're reporting about Shad how Khan. he's saying about there's no leaks. So I don't know what Urban is thinking. I don't know if he's like, all right, I got to get ready for the conference championship game against Iowa. And it's like, Urban, shut up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and, you know, I don't know if it's because Shot is like out of touch and he's just happy to have an NFL team. He's living the American dream. He just celebrated his 10th anniversary of owning a team on a yacht. Um, I'd be like, yeah, I don't really care that the team's doing bad. I'm, 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 how's the financials looking? Are we we hitting even? (laughs) 
I'm a billionaire and my son is playing around with this wrestling organization thing that he, you know, he seems to enjoy it. It's, it's, it's good for business. You know, I, I mean, that's basically how I feel like Shad Khan is. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, we have to have more consistency. He tried to do the football thing with Tom Coughlin. They're trying to, to get a team together, but it's just, uh, it, they, there's a lot of controversy going on. I'm really curious to see what happens the next couple of weeks here with urban Meyer. And not only that, I feel like he's lost the team. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm like, you know, do I need to, I know it's not in his nature to go ask and be like, Hey, can we correct something here? But I'm also like, does Trevor need to speak up on behalf of the team and be like, urban, like calm down. I feel like what what's happening is because I will say this, like I listened to our episode the other day or today. And like, I feel like we were kind of harsh because urban Meyer is a good football mind whenever he has the right talent around him. That's why in college he was so successful is because he can recruit the guys that he wanted and needed. And he was met with success. Right. I will give him the benefit of the doubt for this year because this is not his team. This is people who was left from the previous iteration of the Jaguars coaching staff. But you can't go around yelling at assistant coaches saying, like, I'm a winner. I know how to win. Quit being a loser. Be better. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you uh, if he has lost the locker room, like, the question is, are they even going to really come out and compete? Like, are they going to care? Like, I know they like the defensive coach. The defense does. So they might show up for him. Yeah. But, like – one of the easiest ways to have someone's job questioned is to put it in a spotlight. And what better spotlight is it playing on Sunday against in a very winnable game, like Jacksonville and Houston, it's a toilet bowl. It's just yep. seeing which turd hits the bottom first is all you're waiting on. Okay. Only degenerate gamblers and fantasy football playoff, or are playoff players are watching this game. Like, come on, James Robinson. But God. no, I agree. It's, it's, it's interesting to watch and, I agree with you a little bit, but he. Oh, you're just bitter because he's from Florida and Ohio State, and he's trashed OU. He's he's a dump, he's a dumpster fire. No, that it's not about that. He he tries to do this. I admire him as a college football coach. His problem is is that he's trying to use a square peg and put it into a circle. He's <laughs> trying to use the same process and system in college in the NFL, and it's not going to happen. You can't go around and screaming at a 30 year old adult about how you're losing and you know like i you and i would not appreciate that as adults you know being in the workforce you know this is jobs for them this is a business and that's the difference in my opinion yeah, yeah but also i guess in his i mean defense, i guess you could get it's a, yeah that, it's, but, it's a job because you can yell that <laughs> in, your, in your job if you're sucking at it but i mean i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens like i'm willing to personally give him at least an off season to see what happens because who knows? Like, yeah, he definitely did the wrong coaching hires in a lot of places. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, it's it's a live and learn because none of those guys signed a definite contract like he did. And he needs to be more honest. Like, if you benched James Robinson. Because he fumbled. Did, just say, like, hey, out. I benched him because he fumbled. Yeah, don't like, come out and fine. be like, oh, yeah, it was the running backs coach. And oh, yeah, I, I had no a, idea. <laughs> it was a concern. And it's like, Urban, this isn't Columbus, Ohio or Gainesville or – I don't, I don't know where Utah's at or Bowling Green, whatever, you know, it's not, it's not a fun, friendly college reporter being like, Oh yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. The running back coach would totally pull out the running back player. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I'm just like, he's got to learn some gamesmanship and I'm sure like, I don't know. I hope it gets better for their own. Just watch any Bill Belichick conference YouTube ever. And and you're good. (laughs) Anyways. All righty. So moving on here, we did talk about the, the COVID surge a little bit, but you know, we need to keep a lookout on that. So make sure that you're watching your lineups and for backups for week 15. Yeah. Like this, you, if this is one thing I've said this three weeks in a row, it's cuffing season, especially now, like for instance, you know, Alexander Madison won the COVID list, right? Yeah. I, as a Dalvin cook manager, what do I do? Well, I can't get who I perceive as the immediate backup to that guy because he's already on a roster. So I have to find somebody who is eligible to play in the same game as he is. Yep. And so even if it's getting three layers deep, like for instance, like, I don't know, like if I can find a, a, the fourth receiver for the Vikings, just to throw him out there as a guy who might be able to play or, you know, something like that. It's just, you have to be careful. And so I would, tight ends. <laughs> I would recommend to add play, especially playoff rosters, add players who you're certain will play. And like, this is like, I don't want anyone in a Monday night game now because that's hard to replace. Yeah. Plus he's already on your roster. 
good luck finding a halfway suitable replacement. So this is just a time where you have to pre-plan a potential happening, which is frustrating and it's hard and it's miserable. So just stay on your toes. Best of luck to you. I hope it doesn't playoffs. happen to your stars. God, like uh, God, if I yeah, lose because like on your Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler go on COVID list or mm-hmm. God, no. And it's like, who's throwing passes to Keenan Allen, who's hopefully coming off. You have and, Mike Williams. Yeah, and so there's just a bunch of stuff. <laughs> COVID could ruin everything again, but stay on your toes. All righty. And then just one last little tidbit, and I want to approach. No, I'll, I'll approach this one on the matchup. Uh, let's just go ahead and get into the playoff discussion here. Uh, which league would you like to start, oh. Kamish? Uh, We'll go ahead and start from the top. We'll go the OG because, I mean, we're already here, right? All right, well, um, I beat Colby, which means I moved up to four, and he moves down to five, which means we play each other again next week. Oh, boy. Excitement is brimming. Uh, I will say half of his team, kind of like he said in the chat, uh, went on a sabbatical uh, with Terry McLaurin goosing him, with um, Kareem Hunt getting hurt. Jeff Wilson didn't show up. And the thing, the kind of bad yet funny thing is, from my standpoint, is Josh Allen is currently questionable because of that foot sprain. Terry McLaurin is out. Keenan Allen's supposed to play, but Kareem Hunt is also out. And looking at his bench, it's like he got Rashad Penny, but he's playing the Rams. Yeah. He's got Elijah Mitchell potentially coming back, but we don't, there's nothing for certain there. We haven't heard anything yet. Um, so that's that's kind of our matchup. I not just because it's me, I predict that I should win in the first round of playoffs while Cole, while um Casey and Austin just kind of laugh at us from their ivory towers. Listen, I'm on both sides of that coin, okay? I'm both in the tower and just fighting my way to the top of the tower. But don't, so I, I feel the pain. But pretty much that's kind of the first go around. Um, Chris and you is the other playoff matchup. And I'll let you kind of talk about that because uh, I'm nervous. I know you, you know your team better than anyone else does. And I can kind of look at his while you talk. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. And the, the reason I'm nervous is because the points allowed, I have the lowest points allowed yeah. <laughs> by like a long mile. And I've been scoring like 105 to 120 points per game. And I feel like Chris's team has come alive as of late. Um, and it, it's one of those things that, well, I'm, now that I'm looking at it, maybe, maybe some COVID stuff may, 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 may come out, you know, maybe that'll kind of, I mean, you know, not, not, not to wish, ill will yeah, no, or you're good. anybody but it's like you know i got i got some interesting stuff it'll be curious to see, <laughs> to see but you're nervous about anyway. antonio gibson and josh jacobs and dk metcalf and marquise brown <laughs> yeah pre- pretty much my entire lineup but i mean that it's been that way the, the entire year and yeah. you know the first half of the year trying to figure out my roster who do i have because a lot of these players i've haven't personally had on fantasy teams before like maybe mm-hmm. a handful and so, like, having both Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, like, when Stafford was on fire and Brady was just, you know, being Brady, but it wasn't mm. wasn't the upper echelon, then all of a sudden it was like, holy cow, like, this yeah. is still Tom Brady. Yeah. I was like, nope, screw it. I'm sitting Matthew Stafford the rest of the year. It's Tom Brady regardless. I don't care. Yeah. No, I will say, like, looking at Chris's roster, I mean, I'd have to give the edge to Chris right out of the gate because he has Cooper Cup and because he has Joe Mixon and because he has Pat Mahomes. Like, yeah, he, he can blow up for 150 points, but also that same team, they could, like, outside of Cooper Cup, his team is very boom bust. So you kind of got that working in your favor. I know your team is kind of more of a steady Eddie with a couple spikes here and there. Yep. You might have to hope that somebody definitely, you know, spikes the ball several times in the end zone, a.k.a. Leonard Fournette, because <laughs> I don't think with your running backs that you're going to be able to potentially compete if Joe Mixon, if DeAndre Swift, if – uh Oh, wow. I forgot his other guy. Melvin Gordon on Chris's team. You're kind of just praying and hoping that someone picks up the slack somewhere. So I'm going to get my, the edge my to- team is a collective and it, yeah, it has I, been from the get go. And it's like, all right, who's up? Who's ready to have a, yep. a, a good game to carry the week <laughs> out of the gate? I will give the edge to Chris moving on just because of the, the overall like ceiling of his team. That's kind of my initial feeling. And plus, I will say that the sleeper app has it projected currently. Chris 131, you 127. And in my game, it has me at 151 and Coley at 106. But he has a couple of players to sub in. But my team's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, I feel like whoever wins both of our matchups here, um, not to look forward, but projected right now, it's it's very favorable for the teams three through six. Yeah. Well, because like, so my next game would be against Casey. And Casey's had a good 
good year with his roster. I feel like he's definitely had kind of a luck of the draw here and there. Like, I'm not going to take away, like, he has still won games, which is... Oh, he managed the crap out of this. I yeah. Mean, he was the one who came on here talking about, who was it, A.J. Dillon? And, or, uh, no, 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 it wasn't A.J. Dillon. It was the guy from uh, Detroit. Who's the backup running back? Jamal Williams? Yeah, he was raving about Jamal Williams and... You know, like, it's crazy, but I will also point out that he has the one, two, three, fourth least points scored against him. So... Because I looked back, and every time that he's played like one of the top teams that scores a lot, he's typically lost because the other team just once again like outscored him. So he's kind of lucked out by not having as many points scored against him. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens. I mean, we still have to win to get to the next round. He doesn't, so he has that advantage over us. But anyways, we'll keep the world posted. Uh, moving on to Stranger Danger, nothing really insanely jumps out. I mean, I'm sitting up there in my ivory tower. Me and Ben are going to take a nap this week. Uh, we got the doctor versus Austin 22 and we got Dylan versus Kelton. Kelton's team is just salty. Okay. It is. It, it came alive when it needed it to. And he is just pounding the pavement with victories and going crazy. I mean, he's got Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett. He's got Kelsey Cordero Patterson. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic starting lineup. If I say so myself. Right. So currently the sleeper rep has Kelton projected to win by 26 over Dylan and the doctor versus Austin is a closer contest at 133 to 122 in favor of Austin 22. Um, this league, I, I feel like this one's just going to be determined by the top three seeds, which is myself, Ben and Kelton. I don't really foresee any startling upsets coming um, out of the way. I honestly would probably put, put it between me and Kelton just kind of knowing our rosters uh, but Ben, I mean, he's got a salty one too. It just kind of depends on who decides to show up. <laughs> All righty. So moving mm-hmm. in over to the Empire League. The one that everybody really cares about. Like, I'll be honest. It's the one that everyone's like just screaming at the radio. It's like, come on, move on with the chlorophyll. Get there. Yep. Yep. All right. So. Oh, boy. Let me oh, tell boy. you, well, well, it's a good week to take a nap, which see Bruce and I get to take the week off. See Bruce, Air 5. Chris, congratulations. Uh, I'm coming for him. That's fine. You're on the other side of the bracket, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in the uh, championship. Again? This time it will be different, <laughs> my friend. It will be different. I, I, I need a I need a quick cash and checks. I need to get through this week, get through Dylan five. I gotta go one and out. That's been my mantra since I was two and five. I'm gonna keep keep going that way. I gotta go one hey, and out. You, you got you got a fight on your hands this week with Dylan. I mean, he's I do. <laughs> He's got a salty team. Okay, Kyler Murray on the average week, he's probably good for 25. He's got David Montgomery, who's got a solid schedule coming up. Like, he plays Minnesota. They're not good against the run. CEH, kind of touch or miss, but he is what he is. Uh, Debo Samuel, a.k.a. the wide receiver number five on the year. Amazing. Deonta Johnson, rock solid. Travis Kelsey, usually he's good for 15 a week. Uh, Mike Williams, he's a boom bust. He's got Melvin Gordon right on the bench. Like, he's got a good team. Mm-hmm. Taylor. How confident are you feeling? How, like, are you just riding on Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Leonard Fournette, or, like, what's what's going through your head? Because I feel like this is going to be the one that I'm paying the most attention to. Not just because I want you to not win the whole thing, but because I feel like this is going to be a very close matchup. Um, I, I feel pretty good about it, Um, especially if, you know, if Kyle Allen – or, sorry, not Kyle Allen. Nice. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is able to come back. Um, You know, I have Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. My goodness, he's number one tight end right now in the ranking. If he continues at the clip that he is playing, that's a big if. That's a big if. Um, you know, being able to the the uh, the Buffalo Bills have to get back to basics, which means Josh Allen running the ball, kind of what they did against the Buccaneers. But is he going to keep running the ball since his foot was just in a boot? Look, he he even said so himself. It's perfectly fine. He's gonna be fine. They're He's gonna a shoot player. him up. With, He's supposed to say it. They're gonna shoot him up with toward all. He'll be perfectly fine. This He's just gonna 80s. go Heisman on everybody. He's gonna go ham. Mm-hmm. He's gonna throw deep balls to Stefan. We're gonna get a couple of touchdowns here, and I feel confident. I think Joe Mixon. They continue to give him the ball. They need to score a couple of touchdowns. Leonard Fournette just needs to keep doing what he's doing. I'm not touching Leonard. He needs to do what he uh, keeps doing. And then with Taysom Hill, I'm just playing blackjack with him. So I'm like, hit me. I mean, he's, me. Got, a, he's got a good matchup coming <laughs> up. But if, if your guys' matchup, I do favor your team. But I do kind of fear that your lineup has the potential for kind of a little bit of a letdown next week. Like, I can't see who all your team, your players are playing because this app is being weird right now. It is being weird. But, I mean, 
you relied on AJ Green having you know a seven catch for 102 performance. You relied on Mark Andrews having a career performance. Uh, you know, you just Christian Kirk, he had to have three catches. I don't know, he was two catches for like 20 yards and he caught one for 50, and there you go. Right. I'm I'm very boomer I mean, bust, but that I mean that's basically been me for, for eight weeks. So I, I adopted WWKD, what would Kelton do? And I just like hit me. <laughs> Hit me Pretty again. Much. I'm loading it up. I'm loading. <laughs> I'm loading the team up. We're figuring it out. So then, then across the bracket, we have a rematch of Jansen Doctor. They're playing each other again, but I think uh, this week Jansen has a better chance at having two starting quarterbacks that play the full game. That'll be good. Um, that that one's going to be a very good one to watch because Jacob is getting Jonathan Taylor back too. Like, let's not forget. Okay, <laughs> he had to not have JT in a starting lineup, which is just that's amazing. I mean, as someone who owns, has, manages Jonathan Taylor in a dynasty league. Oh my God. But yeah. that's going to be a very good matchup. I feel like doctor has more of a, he probably has more of a ceiling team because he's starting Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Derek Carr, James Connor. Like these guys are going to peak, but they also have pretty low Valley. So I'm probably going to give the edge to Jance's team just for the consistency. I mean, they're basically projected the same points. It's 145.29 to 145.11. Okay. That's a 50, 50 split. So, I mean, plus I mean, whoever wins that gets to lose to me in the next round. So it's whatever. And see, Bruce is just chilling there as he's like smoking yeah, a cigar, dude. like Red Auerbach, being like, "Whatever, yeah, I'll dude. figure it out." I'm just gonna kick back, relax, and hope my players don't get injured this week. And I, I think it would be suffice to say we should probably go ahead and talk about the consolation bracket on this one, okay. since you did throw the caveat about the uh, the uh, ultimate. I will say that pick pick your own draft position. <laughs> Free adventure. Uh, I think the favorite in the south side of the bracket is probably going to be Casey's roster or uh, Judy. It's either Casey or Judy. I feel like just kind of knowing who's on their team and believing know, that they're going to set team their... is pretty salty. Whatever it shows up, that's the thing. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm interested in. Uh, I still think, like I said, I think it'll be probably Kelton versus Judy because I mean, I don't, I don't remember who's on Casey's roster because Casey, I know, has been very because he has you know he's got Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, like. That Ford, that quartet will decide his entire season, and it did all year. So, I mean, I think I'm going to give a lean to Kelton to be able to create his own adventure next entire season. Best of luck to all of you. Unless you're Colby, whom I'm playing, who I will destroy you for two weeks in a row. Coming for your face. Jeez. <laughs> all righty. Well, with that, we'll go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at week 15 some of the sleeper picks, and, of course, Goldmine Game of the Week. Brace yourself for that one. (laughs) And welcome back to episode 26. Let's get into our week 15 preview here. And I wanted to start off with a banger. Starting off with a banger for sure. So we have an AFC West potential divisional championship game. In my opinion, you have Kansas City versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. You start everyone on both teams, regardless yep. of COVID or not. Yep. I well, if they're on if they're on the COVID list, you can't play them. But well, well, you, you know what <laughs> no, I mean. Like I, even I the you backups, mean. you're like you're starting them. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point to clarify. I agree. <laughs> yeah, like. You could talk me into starting anybody and everybody in this game. Uh, I think Austin Eckler, he was a limited participant today in practice. He's most likely going to be a full go is kind of what the reports are saying. I mean, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, So I'm just, I'm looking forward to this just because, I mean, also this may or may not determine the fate of my game against Colby in the OG league, but it's fine. I'll cry those tears if I have to, (laughs) but just keep on your toes. Watch Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen doesn't play, I Jalen Guyton or Josh Palmer, either one, I think you're okay to throw in there. All righty. So the next matchups here is actually on Saturday. So if you're a person that likes to, you know, drink your coffee Sunday morning and set your lineup, not going to work this weekend. Stay we have your two toes. Saturday games <laughs> yep. because Christmas is right around the corner. You have bowl season. You have NFL in the evening. It's going to be glorious and lots oh. of hot cocoa. Oh my God, I'm ready. I'm so, I'm so freaking ready. So the first matchup on Saturday, we have the Las Vegas Raiders against the COVID Cleveland Browns. Wait, that came out round. The Cleveland Covidities. Might as well be. Good Lord. Um, Yeah. So um, for Cleveland and for Las Vegas, I think you start everybody. Um, And if they do have COVID, start the backups. I, I mean, 
except maybe Baker. And I know I'm probably being harsh, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, I wouldn't start. It's like, I'm picking the, the Raiders to win because right now the Cleveland Browns have Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry. They have two starters from their offensive line that is on the COVID list. And then also they still have David Njoku and another tight end all on COVID list. So that offense is decimated by the crappy so, COVID. So no tight ends. Pretty and much. They're going mean, to like Chubb. Harrison Bryant, I think is a decent guy to throw out if Njoku doesn't come off the COVID list. Yeah. But I mean, this, this, this game just, I feel like Las Vegas should win. I will say that they should win. Doesn't mean they will because they have more weapons. They have better health. Um, Hunter Renfro is a top 12 option. Keep watching Darren Waller, but Foster Moreau came out of the game banged up. If Foster, if Darren Waller's ruled out, I'm not going to start Foster Moreau. Who's I just, Foster's backup. <laughs> uh, his let me let me click his name. His name is Daniel Helm. He went to Duke. Okay, well there you go. He's a smart dude. <laughs> um, and then for the Browns, is Dearness still active or is he on the IR? I couldn't remember. Dearness is back and he is ripping and roaring, so he can be fill that Kareem Hunt role as a desperation flex. But I try to stay away if he can. I mean, right. I just the. From Cleveland, the only receiver is Donovan Peoples-Jones, but even him I'm not excited about. Like I said, I agree. If, you, if you don't have to start a Cleveland Brown, I wouldn't start them this week. And honestly, I think that even kind of includes Nick Chubb. E. All righty. So the Saturday night, yes, Saturday, the yes, Saturday evening. Carry on. The, the Saturday night game is going to be the New England Patriots against the Indianapolis Colts. I am extremely excited for this game because I was reading a article today that said Bill Belichick is scouting the hard knocks in season HBO max series of the Indianapolis Colts. God, this is the reason I this dude is guy. a goat. I love him. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're gonna take me behind the scenes in your side your camp. Let me just get my pen, pen, paper out. Hey, honey, um, shut the door. I'm gonna be in here doing business for the next three hours. Like, it's just you can't give Bill Belichick this opportunity because you know he's gonna capitalize on it. There, there's, there's no, no hole, no, no hole. You know that isn't no discovered. Yeah, like no, he, no stone unturned. He will find a way. If I ever become a coach, I want to be Bill Belichick. I mean, Minus yeah, the but whole I mean, sacrificing a chicken to Satan and all that. Yeah, stuff, I mean, you know? the the obsession goes to an absolute ridiculous level. I mean, he's probably like, yeah, I know everyone talks about like the fat face chat and everything, but um, yeah, I was watching Jonathan Taylor's TikTok, and I think he has a little bit of a left twitch <laughs> on uh, sweet passes. Um, guys, why don't you guys take a look at that? Yeah, yeah, Bill, uh, this is Steve Belichick. Yeah, I'll take a look at that on the defense here, and we'll kind of get that. It's just. Out. I it's mean, it, it, it's, I want to get, I want to be a fly on the wall because I feel like if you're a fortune 500 company or just any company in general, the way to operate is like the Patriots and it's a pain in the butt and the level of detail is ridiculousness. And you as an employee probably want to pull your hair out, but at the end of the day, you're winning championships, you're, you're in successful. position to improve and successful. And yeah. And if you do want to cash out, you can go, you have this great resume, go flame out and then come back into the fold. <laughs> yes. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of what he great. does, but back to, back to the football, Sorry, besides back, Bill back Belichick fantasy, being yeah. amazing. Like, first off, he's probably my favorite head coach just because when he wears the hoodie, he just looks like a grumpy old man standing there like, get off my lawn, dang it. Yeah. But anyways, actually, that's probably what he says in Foxborough. He goes over, he shakes the other coach's hand. He looks at him and says, now get off my lawn. But I mean, this is another game where I feel like you can, pretty much start the majority of players. I would like to avoid the New England backfield unless we get clarity that Damian Harris is ruled out. I kind of want to stay away, but if Damian Harris is out, fire up um, Ramondre Stevenson as a back in running back to flex option. Nothing crazy. Like I'm not expecting hundred yards, but I'm expecting him to get 15 to 20 carries, 60, 70 yards, maybe a pass or two with a shot of a touchdown. Um, the Colts are back, which means Jonathan Taylor is rumbling back through your lineup. Um, Pretty much, I think, honestly, from the Colts, on, it's probably Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman's the only two people. I'm, like, just really gunning to start because I'm kind of apprehensive that Carson Wentz is going to feel the effect of a Bill Belichick stare down, I, you know, because after standing on the sideline in a Super Bowl where he was supposed to start but he didn't because it was Nick Foles, I'm sure Bill Belichick was staring him down like, he's like, Carson, I'm inside of your soul. Oh, wait, you're a ginger. Sorry, Carson, I'm inside of the space where your soul should be. <laughs> 
Wow, I was wondering why it was it was so roomy here. This is kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that, man. I think it's going to be a fun matchup, and I, I appreciate the fact that it's going to be on Saturday. It's going to be fun to I watch. I know. I'm stoked. All righty, let's move into the main Sunday game. So we have another AFC East matchup. We have the Jets against the Dolphins. On the Jets, I don't trust anybody. And then for the Dolphins, I maybe trust – to uh, Jalen Waddle, maybe Devontae Parker, and a little Jacecki. I love with the sleeper app when it says running back, you see the New York Giants or the New York Jets. It's like Ty Johnson, Michael P. Ryan, Devin Coleman on the Miami side. It's nobody because they're <laughs> all on the COVID list. Like looking down here, the Miami freaking like it's kind of funny. You should give it a look because uh, Philip Lindsay's on the COVID list, Savon Ahmed, COVID, Miles Gaskin, COVID. Uh, Malcolm Brown is currently the guy who is he's practicing again after being injured. So I would slate him to be the starter, but they called up Duke Johnson from the practice squad. So he could be a guy that fills the more Miles Gaskin role. If I have to start one, it's probably Malcolm Brown, but I'd rather not start either of them. Uh, Tua Bailoa is a smash start. I don't care, especially with the running backs looking like they do. They're going to get the ball on the field somehow, Yep. which leads me into Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker. Start them. Even Devontae Parker, yes, he's played like two games all year. I think he's worth it. Put him in even as a playoff lineup. Like I'm considering if DeAndre Hopkins, for whatever reason, is ruled out or I have a change of heart, Devontae Parker might just start over DeAndre Hopkins for my own lineup. Yes, it scares me to say that out loud. Uh, Mike Giusecki, also, he's a good tight end shot. Um, from the Jets, just don't. Just don't. Don't start anybody. I don't care. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. Taylor, nobody. <laughs> Nobody no. knows. I know it's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So moving on to the next matchup here, we have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think for the Steelers, you start everybody, uh, even immature Chase Claypool, who is maturing, but not quick enough, according to Mike Tomlin. And then for the Titans, I think you start Tannehill. And then if you need a deep flex option, start Julio. I didn't never thought out that would come out of my mouth. I know that's a weird statement, uh, but I, I agree with you. I think Dante Foreman's the running back that I want to start. Uh, he mean, he had 13 carries in a game where they were winning like game kind of got out of hand, but he, he looked good. Um, other than that, like you said, you're pretty much starting everybody. Dante Foreman is the only guy that I think we need to verbally say to have like the pat on the butt to start, but I think he'd be a solid start this week. All righty. So moving into an NFC East matchup, we have the Which Washington. One? <laughs> Ooh, in, uh, we have the Washington football team taking on the Philadelphia Idols. For the Idols, you start Jalen, you start Miles, you, you maybe start Devontae, and, of course, Dallas Goddard. For the football team, start Heineke if you absolutely <laughs> have to. Um, otherwise, stay away from them. And then Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. I will park for four seconds here to say this will feel very gross to say, but I don't want to start any Washington football player if I don't have to because Heineke got hurt. Terry McLaurin, concussion protocol. Antonio Gibson looked really bad last week. Like, really, really bad last week. He had 10 carries for 36 yards and two catches for five yards, and he also fumbled, okay? He just – he didn't look great. Um, so, if I can, I'm running away from all Washington players. Um, Antonio Gibson, though, some people are going to be back into starting him, like you, Taylor. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, from Philadelphia, just monitor Miles Sanders' health because he did re-injure his ankle before their bye. If he doesn't start, uh, Jordan Howard's also banged up. Uh, Boston Scott, the last time we saw him, didn't get a single touch on the field. Kenneth Gainwell, he was also hurt, I believe. Or, no, I mean, he's either hurt or he just didn't show up. I don't know. But if Miles Sanders doesn't go, I think it's Boston Scott. But I say that with much trepidation. And, like, you should, probably shouldn't do it. But and even Devonta Smith, I'm kind of on edge about. But someone's got to score points, so I guess. But that's all I got. <laughs> Alrighty, so moving from that NFC East matchup over to the other NFC East matchup, we have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. For the Giants, in my opinion, you start Barkley, and then for the Dallas Cowboys, you start the Dallas defense. You don't want to start Dak or the passing offense? Come on, man. But I, for the most part, I think you're I out. Kid, like, I kid. Kind, kind of, though. Don't even. You're just kind of joking. You're kind of hurting right now. It's okay. Okay. Uh, I feel I feel like Casey just threw down his Lipton peach tea. It's just like, <laughs> what the heck, Taylor? Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Giants just say Quan's the only person that you 
you look at, honestly. It's not going to feel great. Evan Ingram's a decent long shot, but even him, like, no thanks. From Dallas, you start the passing options. Even Dalton Schultz, who did terrible last week. And if you can, once again, run from Ezekiel Elliott. Don't do it. Don't start it. He will hurt. I know, I know he's the number eight running back in PPR right now. Don't do it. He's been so bad. And, of course, now that we say that, this is a week he has 15 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. But don't do it. Don't do it. And six of six catches. Yeah. All righty. So, moving from that game over to the AFC South matchup of – you ready? The Houston Texans against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who potentially could be playing for a high draft pick here. They both are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. listen, that, from that, this that's, game, that's, first that's, off, that's my perspective. I will lead off by saying this this is my gold mine game of the week. Okay. Because, Taylor, don't look at me like that. Stop. All it. right. So we're Stop scratching it. out gold mine game of the week at the <laughs> end of it. End of the Stop show. It. We're yeah. Right we're now. jumping okay. in right now because, listen, both defenses are very, very, very bad. Davis Mills, I think he's about confidence. I mean, listen, he's thrown for 331. He's thrown for over 300 yards three times this year, okay? He's looked like a quarterback, Jacob. He's looked halfway decent, and I'm kind of impressed by it, TBH. I mean, he is He does. He is currently the rookie who holds the record for having the most passing yards against Bill Belichick. So, hey. I mean, if he can do that, he might as well be the reincarnate version of Joe Montana, in my opinion. But His, his touchdown interception ratio is one. He's, he's eight touchdowns and eight interceptions. Uh, what's, what's Trevor Lawrence's nine touchdowns to 14 picks. Woof. It's also like 0.36 or something. Cause a guy that we didn't really know his name at the beginning of the year, Davis Mills is doing better than sunshine himself. But anyways, I made this my goal in my game because I think there's offensive opportunity. I think Brandon cooks could go crazy. I think Nico Collins uh, could go crazy for the Texans and even Brevin Jordan, the rookie tight end for the Texans. I think he's a decent option as a streamer, not saying you want to, but saying if you have to, it's not bad. Uh, they're not going to really have a running back. I don't care if Royce Freeman, Don, or D, David Johnson, they're listed. Unless Rex Burkhead's back, I'm not interested. From the Texans, I will say start James Robinson. I say it painfully, but I think he can do it. I'm not going to trust Marvin Jones or LaVisca Schnault or Laquan Treadwell, but I feel like there is points to be had in this game, and it it's just it's gross. And I will say, Trevor Lawrence's one game where he looked like the number one overall pick was against Houston in the opening week where he threw for 332 yards and three touchdowns and three picks, but we'll ignore that. <laughs> All righty. Oh, so wait, no. Hey, who are you choosing to win this one? This Which turd hits the bottom first? I thought we both picked Houston. We I, did. I, I like Davis Mills in this. He he uh, As the uh, scouts call it, he looks like an NFL quarterback. He looks like he can throw the ball to people with the same colored jersey that he has on. I also think having Brandon Unlike Cooks Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence not having Brandon Cooks has something to do with it too for this game. So it, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I agree. All righty. So moving on from that snooze of a game. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, that might be the best I, game of the day. <laughs> it, it may. It may end up being it. I mean, they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that was game of the year, ten to nine in overtime. <laughs> Let's go, Texans." Oh, God, Houston's just like burning down the town. It's like when it's like when the Browns beat the Jets in Week Three, yeah. and, and they like destroyed Cleveland. It's like it's our first win since 2017. <laughs> Get on the Bud Light, let's go! <laughs> God, all righty. So, um, if the Cardinals needed a week to get out some frustration, this is the week. It, I don't know if it's this is the week because. It is. Moving from a situation from the Urban Meyer Jaguars with the team is just kind of like, yeah, the one eleven and one Detroit Lions is a feisty team that Matt Campbell has complete and utter, not control, but he has them fully engaged, and, sure. and that's a very good sign for a team like this. I think it's, I think there's concern on upset alert, and the reason really? I say that is. Is because I think the Cardinals, while they are upset, they're also going, all right, we're, we're going to play the Lions. We're going to get things straight. We're going to kill Jared Goff. We're going to get after it. But the thing with Matt Campbell is he loves that. He wants to bring you down into the mud and let's figure this out. You know, let's get it to 13 to 13 in the middle of the fourth quarter, trying to figure out who's going to score a field goal to win this thing in the end. 
And I'm concerned that's going to happen because Kyler just hasn't gotten everything going. But who knows? I mean, Kyler, you know, may have 10 rushes for 125 yards. See, that's my thing with this game. I feel like this game is either going to be a blowout victory for the Arizona Cardinals. Like I'm talking 35 to nothing real fast. Oh, yeah. Or it's going to be a very tightly contested game because the Detroit Lions decided to show up. I mean. DeAndre Hopkins, even though he hurt your heart last week, five catches and 12 targets, I think, you know, a squeaky wheel game is coming and Lord knows I'm probably going to start him until it does or until the ship burns down. Okay. I'm okay with that. Arizona Cardinals, you're starting them all. I mean, the only concern is the passing game. I mean, it might be another game like Chicago where they threw the ball 15 times, just ran at the rest, but I'm willing to take that risk because Detroit's been decimated by COVID currently and injury. Um, I don't really want to start anybody. Keep watching if TJ Hawkins is going to play. If he does, you're going to play him. I mean, Cardinals have been good against tight end all year, but someone's got to move the ball down the field. Uh, I'm going to Ross St. Brown. I think he's a decent flex flex option. DeAndre Swift doesn't play. Um, You know, the guy named Craig Reynolds, who went to the college Cutstown. Okay. I would start him because he's the guy who had 11 carries for 83 yards. So, I mean, with a guy with, with a name like cuts down from his college, I mean he ain't got much to lose. So that's a thing. Okay. Yeah, it's an actual thing. But other than that, I mean, this game should get ugly fast. All righty. So let's move into the next game here. We have the Carolina Panthers taking on the Buffalo Bills. This is that's- easy. Are you ready? Yep. Sit all your Panthers, start all your Bills. Done. Yep, and, and you're probably saving me some bills. Um, just kind of you know going through that. Anyways, you're welcome. All righty. So moving from that matchup over to the next. Sorry for any of the Buffalo Bills fans and Carolina Panthers fans. Which by the way, if we do have that. Panthers and Bills fans out there, hit us up on Twitter hashtag Grow the Show. Check out our back catalog. I say some good things about Buffalo Bill the Bills every now and then. All righty, so moving into our next matchup here. Sorry about that. I, I, I was checking a notification. I saw the notification. I saw the look of crap. That's work, isn't it? God dang it. <laughs> All righty. So we have the Atlanta. Look, guys, the, the world <laughs> goes on. And unfortunately, this isn't our full-time gig. If this is yet. our full-time job, you would have our full attention and probably some better quality sound from my end. But we probably alas. have a producer, maybe an audio mixer you know something i mean maybe a statistician so that way you and i aren't trying to do math God, five seconds math. before the before the, the show we have jamar over. chase intro like he just like hey y'all this is the misfit fantasy football podcast let's get it i'm like oh my god that's my dude that's my, that's my man hey, right can we send a tweet to him <laughs> I, I don't want to embarrass ourselves like that not yet we're not just yet. a couple of dudes from the south <laughs> Exactly. Why would he want to record that? So <laughs> that uh, this cool. is how this is how I would approach it. I have a friend that's from that that I work with that's from Beaumont, and it's sort of close to Louisiana, <laughs> where you played played at LSU, Jamar. <laughs> I just like you as a player, and you're cool. Have a voiceover. <laughs> All righty, let's get this thing back on the wheels, on the rails. Um, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, very feisty team, very scary team if they get into the playoffs. I think you start everybody for the 49ers. On the Falcons, you start Matt Ryan and Cordell Patterson. Maybe Calvin Ridley if he's back. Yeah, it's up in the air. And, and, then, um, and then, of course, Kyle Pitts. So from this game, I feel like I'm going to put the San Francisco so 49ers on upset alert because I feel like Atlanta's they're too close to the playoffs to just lay down and die. So I feel like if Atlanta is going to win, it's going to come off the back of or the arm of Matt Ryan and the ability of Cordero Patterson. So those are the two guys that you're just smash starting. Uh, Russell Gage is a decent flex. Kyle Pitts. I mean, sure. If you got him, start him. I mean, you don't like it, but he's the number eight tight end in PPR right now. It is what it is from San Francisco. You're lining them all out. If Elijah Mitchell does not is not able to come back and play this game, you're starting Jeff Wilson, and you're going to be with okay with whatever ends up happening. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there there it is. There it is, um, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're we're both getting very hungry because it's getting later That's in true. the evening. I, I, I'm hungry. We're on the cusp of like getting to thirty, but we feel like we're eighty five, and so it's. It's it's getting close to bedtime, and so it's Pretty we much. need a late night late night snack. Um, <laughs> so we have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Denver Broncos. This is a huge matchup mm. for AFC uh, playoff 
ramifications. Uh, that's very true. Both teams are tied at seven and six, and that just stacked <laughs> like eight through 13. Right. Yeah, let me look at this. It is number six through. Yeah, six through 13 is separated by one game with one, two, three, four, five games. Five teams are seven and six. That's that's incredible. That's that's freaking insane. It's going to be sheer chaos. And it I really is. So for the Bengals, I think you start everybody. And then for the Broncos, I mean, I, I'd give Teddy Bridgewater. He's a safe pick there. You start Melvin Gordon, you start Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. And then for the wide receivers. That's where it gets gross because maybe you don't Jimmy. feel confident with any of them. But I mean, Jerry Judy had 47 yards. Cortland Sutton. I mean, what did he do? He had one catch for nine yards. Then you have Tim Patrick who had two catches for 21 yards. And then even Noah Fant down there. I mean, he had four catches for 51. He led that, you know, the receipt, the non-running backs and receiving yards. So I feel like personally, if I am starting one, it's Jerry Judy, like you said, but I don't want to start him. Like, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, you can drop all Denver receivers and I'm okay with it. Uh, like you said, Teddy's a solid starter. I mean, it's going to be a good game. Like I'm excited to see it. I hope I get to watch Jamar Chase do Jamar Chase things and come back laughing with happiness after I take Colby to the ground and punch him in the face. Sorry. Got my inner captain insano coming out. All righty. All righty. Calm it down. There we go. Uh, (laughs) Foosball. All righty. So the next matchup we have here. Ooh. I didn't know about this game. We have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think you start everybody for the Packers and for the Ravens. Yeah, minus, I, minus the running backs. You just I would start, I would smash start Devonta Freeman. Um, I feel like the biggest question from this game is just going to be Lamar Jackson's health. If Lamar Jackson is going to play, I think you downgrade the receivers and you upgrade the running game. I think if Lamar Jackson does not play and it's Tyler Huntley. I honestly think you upgrade the passing game and you downgrade the running game. That's just kind of my slant on it. Um, but you're just watching. Hopefully Lamar Jackson can play because I think he gives that team their best chance to win. Also still start AJ Dillon or I swear to God, I'll come through your speakers and smack you. Okay, do it. Start and be happy with the outcome. All righty. So the next matchup we have, we have an NFC West showdown here we have the rams taking on the seahawks of course we have the covid concern with the rams you you start everybody regardless i feel like covid or not whoever the backup is you got to start them uh and then for the seahawks you start russell wilson and then i I think you start i I mean i think you pretty much can start everybody rashad penny he won my heart last week Uh, i think you play him because Pete carroll came out and said he deserves a shot and so pretty much we're just going to give him the ball and see what happens. I think you, this is a situation where you just you start him if you got him. All righty. The next matchup we have here is the Sunday night football game. We have an NFC South matchup. We have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You start everybody for the Bucs, and then yeah. for New Orleans, you start Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, and that is it. You that's that's it that's that <laughs> I, think, I think we're both picking the bucks but i think the saints are going to keep it interesting for a quarter quarter and a half eh, maybe, maybe half a quarter you know depends on how long it takes well i will say this the team that tom brady has seemed to struggle the most against has pretty much been the new orleans saints consistently enough because i mean the last time they played in the superdome he threw two picks which is uncharacteristic but this time you know it's at it's in tampa so i think i think tom's gonna evict some of those ghosts and just go crazy Oh, yeah. All righty. And the last matchup of the week, the Monday Night Football game, which I honestly think is going to be a good game considering how the Vikings let teams come back in and the Bears play against other NFC North teams. The Bears. They they play them really close in the first half, and then they're going, oh, good grief, don't let Aaron Rodgers back into the game. Oh, bro, you remember that great tight end that we had, Mike Ditka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ditka was the best. Dicka was the best. He had over <laughs> 600 catches for 60,000 yards. He was the greatest. And then Dick Buckus. Oh, buddy. God. See, that's how tired and hungry you are. Golly, but, I want to go get a deep dish. Ooh, don't tempt me. There's a place here in Tulsa called Savastano's where the deep dish is legitimately about an inch and a half thick. Yep. It will change your life and ruin your arteries, but it's worth it. Not a sponsor, but should be. 
but should be, totally. Uh, anyways, we don't advocate this as, as health professionals, but do we? I just say go eat it because it tastes great. <laughs> Moderation. Already, yeah. But anyways, sorry. Uh, Minnesota. Yes, you, you start them all. Uh, Dalvin Cook, if he is able to, t- to be in this game, there's nobody behind him, so he's going to get every single touch that he can handle, and that's terrifying if you're a Chicago Bear fan. Great if you're a Dalvin Cook manager. Um, Justin Jefferson, obviously smash start. Adam Thielen, just keep watching the practice reports. I think if he plays, you start him. If he doesn't, then K.J. Osborne's a great start. Um, from the Bears, I actually kind of like Justin Fields this week as a good streamer. Uh, Minnesota's not been very good against quarterbacks, and he has been showing the ability to run here recently with – 74 yards in this past couple of games, 23 against Baltimore, 45 against Pittsburgh, and 103 against San Francisco. Um, Dave Montgomery is a smash start. Darnell Mooney is my preferred wide receiver, and that's pretty much it from Chicago, but I think it'll be an interesting game. All righty. That was Blacked our week that 15 preview. All righty. So we already went over the goldmine game of the week. We had Houston versus Jacksonville. Cross your heart and hope that the player you start doesn't die. Exactly. Now we're just going to move right into the sleepers for week 15. Jacob, without further ado, take it away, my friend. Remember the last time the Dolphins played when I said start Tua Tagovailoa? Uh-huh. I'm going to say it again. Start Tua Tagovailoa, okay? He's going to do great things against the New York Jets because, heck, as far as we know, he might be their best running back. Uh, my running back starter is Dante Foreman versus Pittsburgh. I really have a gut feeling that he's going to have a 20-carry, 100-ish yard game and probably a touchdown. Uh, wide receiver, remember the last time I told you to start a uh, Miami Dolphin wide receiver, how it kind of worked out with Jim Waddle? Well, this time I'm going to go with uh, Devontae Parker. I think he's going to be a solid option against the Jets. He tends to destroy them, by the way. So, yes, even in a playoff week, I can trust Devontae Parker in a lineup. Also, Van Jefferson versus Seattle, especially if OBJ is not allowed to come back from COVID protocol. I think he's a great guy. Um, tight end is Ricky Seals-Jones. Philadelphia has allowed a a tight end touchdown on every single game this year so far, I believe. So I think he can do it again. My defense, this is because the COVID Clevelandites are coming to town, but uh, Las Vegas, start them. They're not going to have very many offensive weapons in Cleveland. I think they're a good, uh, good team to stream. Whew, words. All righty. So my sleeper picks are not as great as that. Unfortunately, I, I took the cheese on some folks, but uh, first and <laughs> foremost, see Bruce, this one's for you, bud. I'm, I want uh, Ben Roethlisberger against Tennessee Titans because the Titans defense isn't that great. And Ben seems to be having a little bit of a Roethlisberger renaissance going on as of late. Ooh. And they're definitely going to have to pass the ball. And I think he needs to have a good game for their, for that team to win. I like at that running, alliteration. Yeah. At, uh, at running back, <laughs> I, I picked Sony Michelle, it, but I put in parentheses <laughs> if Henderson isn't starting. I know it seems crazy, but he's getting the carry. So, you know, maybe he'll luck into a touchdown. And if you don't think that's a pick, maybe Rashard Penny, same logic there that I was going with, which is, hey, they'll get a lot of touches. Um, At wide receiver, I have Michael Gallup. He made some really good, terrific catches this past week. And I think with the Giants, they do have a bit of a stingy defense. Um, I think he's going to need to make some big plays for them to be able to win the ballgame. Then at tight end. I have Pat Fryer because I I feel like Tomlin is going to send a message to his wide receiver core and being like, outside of Deontay Johnson, Ben, do not throw it to him. So I think Pat (laughs) Fryermuth is going to have a really good game simply for that fact. I think the top three targets for him in this game will be Fryermuth, Najee, and Deontay. I can sign on to that. Uh, And then a defense, I know it was a little bit of a cop-out, but that was because of the sleeper app telling me that they were going to be 14th, but he, you know, Jacob just told me from the fantasy pros or pros, whatever it is. Go ahead ahead and say it. They, yeah, I picked the New England Patriots. No, see, listen, I, I, because we did did originally say that, but then I recognized it's a tough matchup. And I like you giving them the vote of confidence that you're thinking like, yes, they can still be a top 12 defense, potentially top 10 defense. Because remember, like Carson Wentz, he's not the most accurate quarterback, and Bill Belichick is an evil genius when it comes to how to stop offenses. I just feel like Jonathan Taylor is going to do enough to make that defense not be as great. But I still like the pick. I like the call because you're saying just like this is a great defense just because they're playing a good quality offense doesn't mean you should sit them. So props to you. Oh, thanks for that, bud. Uh, That makes me feel better. All righty. Well, that will bring episode 26 to a closure. Good luck to everyone in the playoffs this weekend. And if it seems like it's going to go tough early, 
the good thing is, is the holidays are right around the corner. So you have something to look forward to. Um, I would like to first or last, lastly say uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. And if this is your first time listening to us, hello. Hi, thanks for listening to us. Uh, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you may be listening to us, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Hashtag grow the show. And if you want to hear Taylor read that off NPR, like an NPR announcer, which was, by the way, it was amazing when I listened to it through my speakers. It was perfect. <laughs> Listen to the last episode. I know the game's already happened. I don't, I don't care. You can fast forward it till the end. Whatever. It counts as a play, and you get to hear Taylor read it off as NPR. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can send us a message on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF, or you can send us an email at v.misfit.ff at gmail.com. On either one of those platforms, we'll be happy to answer any and all commissioner questions. What do I do during the offseason as a dynasty, which we're going to have a ton of dynasty content in the offseason, so brace yourselves. It's also going to be a little weird because it's summer and we can do what we do. Um, also, we answer the meaning of life, which, by the way, according to the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is 42. Don't know what that means, but there you go. It's 42. All righty. Well, with that, we say goodbye for now. Hope you have a great and safe weekend. And we'll see everyone back here for the playoff round one recap and week 15 recap on Tuesday. Best of luck to everybody, unless you're Colby. <laughs>